0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 73 of It's Just Bodybuilding. I'm your host, Big Ron Parlow, sitting here with Dusty Hanshaw,
1: the freak. What's up, buddy? Man, the the end of an era today. This is our last episode of the year. Yes, it's the year in review
0: of It's Just Bodybuilding. dusty 2020 you know there's there's a few great things about the end of the year that i love i used to love them even more back when i was a kid because i always loved the sports highlights reels yeah. of the year you know what i mean and you know nowadays i mean i guess i'll look them up on youtube or something i'm sure someone will make some good good uh you know compilations For um sure. But uh, I used to love when just it would get played on the TV all the time. you turn the TV on for like, you know, there's that two, three-day span there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then you get all the highlights and all the best movie scenes and top movies of the year and all the countdowns and breakdowns. So uh, it's just this year's a little bit of an odd apple to handle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no shit. <laughs> who who would have guessed at the beginning of the year? Um, you know what, though? And I I do not mean this humorously at all, but the last normal thing I did was the L.A. Fit Expo, which was like a normal. That's the that's the kickoff to our season, as you know. Yeah. And uh, how fitting that I learned of covid that weekend. And I was in L.A. and Kobe Bryant died. Right, so that's and how the that is the kickoff of the fucking <laughs> dump of the right. 2020 year for me. Um, and, and I say that uh, based on how life is, but not how my life is. Thank God. Right, right.
0: So the, your year started with the LA Fit Expo, hearing about COVID
1: and Kobe Bryant dying on the same weekend. Yes, yeah, that was that was the beginning of what I'll call 2020. At that yeah. point. And then, of course, shortly thereafter, uh, boarding a plane to the Arnold, knowing that there would be no expo. This is found out the day before. Right. You're just going to see the show. Yeah. And we're not going into the show. (laughs) And because you probably can't get a refund on your flight. (laughs) Yeah. So it was literally one of those things where you're. And, of course, at this point, you got to remember, I didn't really know what it was. Um, if I knew then what I know now, I'd have been really pissed. Um, but but at that point it was like a, a little selfishness, which is typical of me. I was like, well, why the fuck am I going? And B it's like, well, how dangerous is this? If the world is shutting down, you know what I mean? So it was, it was definitely interesting, but, uh, we got, so I got the, I got the first and last photo shoot of the season done in dead nuts off season we'll call that one the chins shoot and uh (laughs) and when was that that was right after the arnold which i remember it was so funny because they're like all right well we're gonna have you shoot uh after the day after the arnold with johnny i go oh so fat fuck me is shooting with one of the best ever the day after he does a show that's cool it's gonna be really good shoot for me (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't really want to shoot with Johnny in my best condition, so maybe this would be like my, my way to hang up. Well, I was out of shape. That's all. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was just there to support him. Yeah, yeah. So fortunately, they didn't actually put me in any photos with him. And I'm right. pretty sure they just burned all the pictures of it anyway, so we're good. We're good. Hey, that's good. We're just inviting <laughs> to make you to feel good. No, but that was uh, that was the kickoff, you know. So no, uh, it was interesting. And then you didn't come to the Arnold, which I was mad at you for anyway. So you know, I blame yeah, you. Yes, so that, is that the,
0: whole thing. <laughs> that whole thing. My year started. I was supposed to go to China, mm-hmm. of all places. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> that would not have right? been good in January of <laughs> 2020. You know, so I was supposed to go to China and that's why I wasn't going to the Arnold because I was going to get home from a week, a week in China, like the day before I'd have to leave for the Arnold. Right. And I I just said, hey, can I just opt out of the Arnold if I'm going to China? Like, I'm not going to feel that turn around on that's not going to be worth it to me. You know, I'll watch I'll watch the live stream. And uh, they were like, no problem, no problem. I, that's a big trip to ask of you, you know, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, I'll just step out of the Arnold. So I actually volunteered to not go. And then, uh, and then yeah, my China trip got canceled in December. Right. So I remember at the end of the year, they're like, yeah, I'm probably not going to China. They're having this thing over there, right?
1: <laughs> and when that's happening, you're like, whatever, what is this thing? Bullshit. Let's yeah, go.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's how my year started was a canceled trip to China. And then sitting at home watching the weird Arnold, yeah, you know? so the that was very it. very weird Arnold. yeah, and then it's you know, we're we're still gonna have some sports highlights, but they're not gonna be the same. They're all uh, well, there's a whole bunch of missing ones first of all. and then there's and then there's you know, there's no crowd reaction when the ball goes in the net. There's no oh, yeah, it's no like crowd to their feet as the the final kick gets kicked, you know, like
1: all that have stuff you so ever, that, have you ever played in front? Of an enormous crowd, like football or anything like that? No, um, just our, just our high school
0: games, which we would pack our... Like, we had pretty solid bleachers for our high school, for being a Canadian high school. And, I mean, I'd be all packed up, you know. But right. you know, I never played in, like... I guess we played some jamboree games in a real stadium for fun. Right. Of course, there's no crowd. It's just cool to play, like, on a real pro field. Right. So, That's what
1: I was asking, because yeah. there's something, like... So I've played in front of thousands of people before. Yeah, because you were done so many hockey games. Imagine what it's like to be at the highest level, like these baseball stadiums that hold, you know, 80,000 people, whatever it is. Yeah. And then there'll literally be like seventeen people, and you hear a guy sneeze in the corner. <laughs> like yeah. you know, you're up to bat, and you hear a guy cough. And you're, hey, keep it down.
0: Trying yeah, to focus here. it'd be weird. It'd be weird. I heard some fighter, I can't remember who it was. There's so many of them, but he he made some kind. He was just being funny, and he goes, "Yeah, marching down to the ring and then fighting with no crowd feels like you're fighting for some weird billionaire's entertainment, like like you brought to a private island and you're just in like a like a like a no crowd death match, and he's just sitting in the corner petting his cat, you know, like." Like that's, that's a, so it was he made some joke. <laughs> the visual about, on how, that is awesome. <laughs> it's like that's how it feels when you walk down to the cage and you get locked in a cage with another man and there's no crowd. That actually makes perfect
1: sense. They're like this is weirder now. Yeah, well, and think about like, I with mean, the crowd. It makes sense. Yeah, when your 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 corner <laughs> is probably screaming at you, yeah. so you can even hear them. And, and not, not just like, like, hey, Ron, uh, get the uh, armbar. Yeah, Watch this. Yeah, good play. job. No one. Did. <laughs> he doesn't want to yell too loud because he did not want the other guy to hear also across right, the, right, right. the other corner. <laughs> yeah, they just go
0: into signals and just go silent. <laughs> Got to look but over. So, so yeah, he just and and I imagine of, I don't know. I imagine some sports feel weirder than others to play without a crowd. Oh, Obviously, yeah. depending on the type of crowd would normally be, and you know some some crowds are quiet, right? Some crowds like you know a golf game, everyone goes you know, right. silent. So it's not like you need the cheers to tee off, you know?
1: Right. It's but, weird too, is that you have the advancement now, you know, we do the, um, we have the waste management open here every year, which is a huge excuse to party. And, um, it's like right across the street from my condo. And right. it just hit the other day. Evian goes, so they're not going to do the waste management open on. Huh? I'm like, Oh shit. I mean, I'm sure the golf will happen, but I actually never watched the golf. Right, right. <laughs> like this is a place to go to see people, to be seen, and to spend money on drinks. So it's like a huge event in the city every year. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, and, and obviously, like the um, that happens right after or before the Barrett Jackson, which is the huge auction for the cars, and that's also another one of those. It's funny now, as I say it out loud. Scottsdale is very much like. A lot of the events are you go to be seen. Right.
0: Well, it's just like a lot of stuff. It's like the Calgary Stampede. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the biggest rodeo in the the world. And, you know, a lot of people go there for a week and they party, but they don't actually go see any of the events.
1: They don't actually watch rodeo, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They just like shop and drink and, you know, come home with an STD. (laughs) Well, you got to come home with something because you definitely ran out of money. Right, (laughs) right, right.
0: right, Yeah. No, man, it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. You know, the, the I've been watching live concerts um, at home. I, I just airplay them from the Mac, you know, on the big screen. Yeah. yeah. Crank, the, crank the sound system because I'm like going through concert withdrawal. Like, yeah, I you know as I gotten older and a little calmer and, you know, hate crowds more and all that stuff, I go to fewer shows, but I at least go to one a year. Mm-hmm. You know, like what you would call a concert, usually maybe right. two. You know, and, you know, this year was going to be a good year. I had tickets to two Rage Against the Machine shows. I was going to see them in Vancouver and then I was going to fly to Edmonton and see them two nights later. No way. Uh, And then I had tickets to two tool shows. I was going to see them in Vancouver and then I was going to fly to Edmonton and see them like the next night.
1: And people understand the commitment that that is because flying in Canada is the most expensive thing in the world. Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, like easier. people and, and you got to understand people in the U.S. don't understand, like if you're going to jump off flight and fly to, I don't know, Florida or something, it's a couple hundred bucks. No big deal. You guys charge more for Canadian travel than you do to fly to the U.S. Yeah. No, I had uh, for the tool show, it was like nine hundred dollars for me to fly to Edmonton. It's a 90 minute flight. Put that into perspective, people like I didn't know that either until being with, yeah. with Mutant for so long and then finding out, I'm like. So that's why you guys fly me to Toronto. It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Cheaper to bring you up. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's
0: pretty funny, but uh, yeah, it's commitment. You see, that's what I mean about money. Like I'm, I buy no name brand oatmeal, but then if tools coming, I'm like, how many shows can I see?
1: Can I fly around about, for 10 grand? Can I get tickets
0: to three shows? What if I land a set of tickets in fucking Toronto four nights later? Am I flying to Toronto? How much are flights? how much are hotels and (laughs) and, and you're gonna do it (laughs) yeah you know so uh that's just there's a few things like that that i go i go crazy for so i had tickets to all those shows i had joe rogan tickets all canceled the last thing you know what the last normal thing i did was in january i saw bill burr
1: oh well that's a it's a good way to go though
0: yeah and it was it was because my china trip got canceled i was able to get tickets to bill burr (laughs) so i landed some and i went and that was the last normal thing that
1: I did this year. That is crazy. I mean, it's funny. Like you said, when you you do the usual look back, I don't typically look back on my year because it's kind of status quo, even though they're cool. I mean, we definitely, I think when I'm away from bodybuilding, I'll look back and go, holy shit.
0: Here, here's a question. <laughs> Here,
1: yeah. Here's a question for you. You know, you always
0: try to find the positives or 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 pull the positive memories out of stuff. So let's go back to the, the, the first shutdown, I guess Mm -hmm. for everyone who's had two shutdowns, we'll go back. We'll talk about the first shutdown. What's your best memory of the first shutdown? Like if you, if you're like, you know what the, the, the one, you know, there was that, the one thing that was actually pretty awesome that I had to focus on. And, you know, do do you have something like that?
1: I would say, I mean, the big, the biggest, the best, most positive memory I had was realizing how tight-knit the bodybuilding community is here, because um, obviously, I mean, like everybody, my first thought was, holy shit, how am I going to work? Um, and it sounds funny, but I mean, that is how I view going to the gym. It's like, this is what I do. Also, it's oxygen, you know? Yeah. Um. So when I realized it was happening, um, I made one phone call and I had keys to a gym, a gym that I had never trained in. Really? Yeah. Um, called the owner. Obviously I've known, I knew him. Um, and, uh, I had sold him actually my old, my supplement stores and he owned this gym now. So called him up. Uh, he literally was like, Oh yeah, yeah. What, you know, what time can you meet me today or tomorrow? I'll get you keys. Like you're fine. Gym will be shut. You're gonna go in the back door. This and that, and then that has now, as life has it, spiraled into this thing where that gym is home now. Um, I don't actually have a vested interest in profits of that gym, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> how do I say this without wrong, but it's mine. You know what I mean? So like I I am the guy that's like policing the gym while I'm there and making people put shit back. And, you know, yeah, you're at you.
0: You you respect it and appreciate it so much that you're you're taking a certain amount of ownership with how you lead by example there and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. And and now it's my only gym. I have free membership to every gym in town. Um, And it's the only gym I go to. I drive 25 minutes to go train arms. That's cool. There's EOS Fitness is three minutes from my door. And yeah, <clears throat> now it's it's completely home. So that has been really, really cool. And then watching how that's grown with me. Like the gym is a madhouse now. Like he has created something. And I think the buzz that's been created by who's going there, like people walk in and or people will sign up for that gym over the phone. Yeah. Never yeah. seeing it. All yeah, <clears> right, cool. so when I show up there, I just put put the card down and I'm good to go. Yeah, that's normal. Which, as you know, when you've probably done that with your gym, like it's it's yeah. such a thing now that people don't tour. They literally walk in. They're like, "Okay, I want a membership." Well, we it's funny. <laughs> we we stopped allowing
0: trials and drop-ins mm-hmm. like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want to train, you have to be a member. So like, right. you can't try it out. And people just walk in the door and put their card down. And they okay, where's the bathroom? So, it's right. over there.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'll figure um, the
0: rest out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So, so that's that's pretty cool. I, I'd say my favorite memory was, um, I I I really like it was a unique experience because in all my thirty years of bodybuilding, I'd never done it, and I tried to appreciate it and not like and really remind myself daily of how lucky I was. But training in that gym alone with just Mm -hmm. my me and my training partner playing music over the speakers no headphones Mm -hmm. blasting tunes um that was a that was like the highlight of the the shutdown i mean the rest of the shutdown there's no there's no highlight like i mean you you know you could bang your girlfriend at different times a day because you're not working but uh, other than that you know (laughs) there's (laughs) nice (laughs) that's a little nice addition you can have a (laughs) you can there's more time to nap. That was a plus. Right.
1: You know, it was. <laughs> you're really digging now.
0: <laughs> it was. It was pretty like, I mean, you know, if you're working on your computer, the, the shutdown literally meant you had no schedule because there was nowhere to go. You couldn't leave and do anything. So what the fuck? Mm. So it was just, it was a weird time. But that getting in the gym and cranking music and, and, you know, I mean, obviously just being able to train was a highlight. But But training in a gym like that, like a fully equipped super gym. Yeah by yourself like it was kind of neat because that's i remember thinking like oh dorian used to do this all the time because i remember reading i don't know how long he did it for but as far as i know he used to train at like nine or ten in the morning before the gym was open because they get those british gym hours there right yeah yeah yeah. so so he trained
1: at like 10 a.m and then opened the gym after you know which which i could totally see because it's awesome you know what we did that was fun um i didn't like turning the lights on
0: yeah you know that's funny Mm -hmm. that's funny there were some days we didn't turn the lights on in
1: there either yeah or else because he had the he has the dimmable ones turn them on just enough and i don't know why which is so not me because i want a gym to be awake and bright like i've been at when i started my bodybuilding when i first went into my real bodybuilding gym my first negative was it's kind of dark in here it's kind of sleepy and then here i am you know 15 years later i'm like turn the lights off turn the music up (laughs) yeah yeah the 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 distortion in these shitty speakers will be what keeps me awake right but uh but yeah that was good times it's funny because you look back but but at the same token it was awesome to have and now when i walk in the gym and there's energy it's like this is badass
0: (laughs) oh yeah i never want to see that gym empty again
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, girl If I would to do yeah. that, it'd be two in the morning by myself. <laughs>
0: yeah, unless I'm training after hours or something like that.
1: You guys you close, I mean? right? Your gym ha- has hours. Yeah, it would close at 10 p.m. Okay.
0: Yeah, we're open like 5 a.m. during the week to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. on weekends.
1: Yeah, see, so that's so um, we got that's good a hours. Tough part, man, like hours to me make a gym. I know 24 is a neat
0: thing. Um, it's just not viable at the moment but uh we we think we make up for it because we're open regular hours on all the stat holiday mondays Mm -hmm. so when those those weird mondays roll around that that everyone gets off um because there's usually one a month right that uh, everyone gets off i don't know what you guys call them down there do you call them stat holidays no okay
1: we just have random holidays i don't know why they're fucking
0: holidays yeah Um, so yeah so um you know like thanksgiving everyone gets mm -hmm. an extra day off you know, right, so three day weekends and we're open regular hours on those where most people are like, you know, eight to six or something like that, or yeah, they're or closed, closed all together. Yeah. closed yeah. all together. There's a few gyms. There's lots of gyms around here actually that close on holiday Mondays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, but we're open regular hours, so like 5am to 10pm on a holiday Monday, which means we're paying our staff time and a half all day long, which right. means it, it actually cost us like a lot of money to open on those days, especially now with COVID because we have to have two or three staff at a time. Mm hmm. So to open on a holiday Monday is like it. And, you know, we opened on Christmas Day, like that's, awesome. Know, we're open Christmas day seven to two. So, I mean, you know, it costs us a lot of money to open on those days because of mm-hmm. the payroll, but mm-hmm. we do it for the members. Like even if we take a, take, take a, not take a zero on the day, technically, mm-hmm. you know, the bills and shit, who knows, Right. Uh, but we just don't care. Cause it's like, that's just,
1: you gotta be open for people to train. Yeah, no, I love that, too, because that is um, it's actually what's killing one of my old gyms here is they have made some decisions, in my opinion, that killed them, like fear of of getting in trouble, not fear of the virus. They were they were closed on the weekends after the shutdown. And I'm like right (laughs) uh we're just close iris more hardcore on the weekends you know and then you know had scheduled uh or what appointment training times long after we didn't have to do that here and they're they're dead now i mean i don't know how they're going to even stay open because so many people have bounced and then the problem is they come over like a lot of people from that gym are now at uh muscle factory and once they come over they ain't going back Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? It's very much. It's funny because uh, my gym is half the size of yours. It's yeah. 9000 square feet. And when I first started training, there, it was uncomfortable because it was small. I was used to huge gyms. Yeah. Those giant super fitness. clubs. Yeah. And now I, I think it must be. It's probably because of all of our trips overseas. I'm comfortable in a small gym. Like, yeah. as long as you have everything we need, I don't need oxygen space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what yeah. you mean. So yeah, crazier. What about uh, what about the uh, the mem the positive memories from uh, from bodybuilding in this weird world? From the year? Yeah.
0: Um. um, Positive things from bodybuilding this year. Well, I mean, we were sort of hurting for positive things. Um, (laughs) on a personal level and like a local level we were able to put on a couple of shows mm-hmm. in that no one thought we could pull off. And that was just because, you know, it, everyone just did their part and just made it happen. It was like such a group effort. Right. And, uh, so we were able to put a couple of shows on which, and get some people qualified for nationals, which then mm-hmm. got canceled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did they do but for th- you guys then with, with, with your guys nationals? nationals? Those people they, carry over.
0: Yeah, they're carrying over everyone and just trying nice. to keep the trying to keep stuff flowing, you know. i they've got it all on the website. I can't remember all the details, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it'd be a complicated year. Um I think the Olympia really helped. And obviously, I mean obviously it helped. It fucking happened. Right. But I, I mean the way it the way it went down I think helped bodybuilding. Oh, yeah. Like I think Rami winning was good for bodybuilding. I think mm-hmm. Clarita winning was good for bodybuilding. I think Bumstead winning was good for bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I I um, I just, you know, I just feel like it was a good year. And mm-hmm. when I say good for bodybuilding, I don't mean anything, uh, I don't take anything away from the, the previous champions or anything like that, but just the excitement mm-hmm. and a new group of fans is super happy, you know, right. like, like, the other guy's fans were already happy because he won last year. But now this guy's fans are all fucking super happy, too. So it's like spreading the love around, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it, you know, the positivity, the how, how everyone was able to go to Florida and sort of act normal. I think that almost trickled through the podcast or the stream. Right. I think, like, it, it, they, like, they were able to deliver, like, some, like, normalcy to us when they broadcast the Olympia this year. And just from how everything was presented, like everyone on stage just standing normal and Jay mm-hmm. Cutler's just right behind everybody. And Rami's kissing Phil on the forehead. And, right. like, and you know, like it, it, it just sort of made us all feel, ah, fuck, you know, we still got body, bodybuilding still
1: normal. Right. You know, I felt like, um, a couple things with that. Number one, true bodybuilders. Um, and I mean, female, male, all divisions. Um, they're resilient people like to, th- to think of the advancements that so many guys and girls made this year when thrown in the towel would have been easy. Um, not competing or not finding a way to train. I mean, I, and I'm saying this all the way down to people you and I will never know, like my clients or your clients that just found a way to train, found a way to eat. Yeah. You know, it's, it was good to see. And I also felt like at the Olympia, The one thing I noticed from the podcasts, or I'm sorry, the, you know, the, uh, live deal podcast was, I think people have an appreciation this year now Mm -hmm. because it was always at our fingertips. So it was so easy to bitch when things weren't perfect, when it wasn't exactly what it should be this year. Like people are like, Holy fuck. There was an Olympia. Holy shit. There was a way to watch it. And like, and and, (laughs) like, yeah,
0: and Bumstead doubled the size of his back training in the basement with Ian. Yeah. On a fucking Chinese-made, uh, you know, those cheap kind of those Smith machine double stacks that everyone's buying <laughs> to put in their basement. <laughs> yep. Um, I can't remember the brand, but I know it it, it uh, it's from overseas, and and uh, it trained on one of those. And like Ian says, if you put like six plates on the Smith, the bar bends, so it drags, so he can only go to five plates on everything.
1: Right, right. You
0: know, but like they're in there training on that, and you know, closed gyms and all sorts of bullshit. And Chris shows up with the back that's twice as good as last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, and awesome. Clarita,
0: Clarita, we're doing barbell rows and not ha- not even having cables. Right, and he shows up looking like that. And, well, and even you know, the guys yeah, who I know. In
1: second, third, and fourth, like. They, yeah. all too. they all improved so everyone it's like, had the
0: same story the only reason we yeah. know bumstead doubled the size of his back training in the basement is because he's a champion so we're all paying attention to the story but oh, it, was it was
1: so drastic i mean yeah if you yeah, told yeah, me yeah. that was a two-year transformation i yeah, would have exactly. been impressed
0: but there's a lot of people that made improvements and and you know came in fucking looking awesome mm-hmm. you know so
1: yeah crazy crazy times man crazy times i'm, I'm hopeful that uh you know, looking into the new year and years that enough people have the feeling I do, which is I'll be honest when you've traveled and done what we do for so long, I mean, I'm 13 years deep into worldwide travel now, Yeah. Uh, by the middle of the season, you're kind of burnt. I always was good at when you, when you walk into the, uh, expo hall of, of doing my job, but I wasn't always excited to get on the airplane. To be honest with you. Um, Now, whatever is left in my career of getting to do that is going to be recognized as lucky as shit. Yeah. You know, every single one, no matter how tired, it's going to be like, holy shit, I get to do this one more time.
0: I I feel like I was almost there. Like, it's kind of funny. We started season six, A Mutant on a Mission. Mm -hmm. And I, like, went and filmed two episodes the only two that we did this year. Yep. Right. Yep. We released them in like, I think February and March, I think, or whatever mm-hmm. Released them earlier in the year. But, um, we went and did those two episodes of, you know, back to back in one trip, right. Three day trip. Yep. And I remember I came home and I was like, holy fuck, that's exhausting. Like, I can't believe I have to do like four more of those trips.
1: Right. <laughs> and yeah. then,
0: now I'm like, okay, i I was just a little tired from all the traveling. I, I'm really, really hoping I get to do more of those trips. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's <laughs> you a want different... to get your
1: ass kicked a few more times now.
0: Yeah, you realize I was like, I was a bit tired from all the traveling and flying and constant being on the road every month. But this year was more exhausting. So I would rather go back to being travel tired rather than stress tired. Right. Do you know what I mean? Stress tired. I, this whole year has been stress tired. I'm like, okay. you always go back to being travel tired <laughs> and worn out because we have too many cool things to do. We can't right, fit yeah. them all into a poor, month. Poor us. <laughs> yeah, poor me. I got all these cool things to do. Fuck. You know. So yeah, that was noticeable. I got a
1: shit ton of questions, dude. Dude, you better let's get firing. And I, I'm gonna. Um, I have a bunch, but uh, fire a couple, and then I will toss some your way as well.
0: Funny, this is the first one that I came across. How come you guys don't have kids? Do you
1: don't want kids? You can't have kids? What's the deal? <laughs> uh for me, um earlier in life and marriage and all that stuff, um it was an idea, but I really was I really wanted to be set up. Um and then I think as time progressed, uh I got more selfish. I got more comfortable in what I want. And I had a more clear understanding of, of what having a kid is. And quite honestly, I bowed out. Like it was not something I really wanted to do. Um, that being said, uh, you know, I like kids that are other people's kids. I like to do things, have fun, but I really, um, you know, I felt like if I was going to have a kid, it would have happened on accident <laughs> and, and I would have rocked that and been good at it. But, uh, no, it didn't, it was not something that I feel terrible. My, I'm an only child and my mother dreams of being a grandmother and right. I feel like such a scumbag because since I was like 25, I knew I didn't want to have kids. Right. Um, you know, and then once I got my, like got divorced, um, the first time I really looked and I was like, if I met someone with kids, I would do it. Right. But I still did not want my own, so it was like a weird thing. Like you know, most people have that connection of, well, it's got to be mine. I'm like, eh, not me. So yeah, no, that's that's not something I, I've ever desired, which is crazy. Like when I really got down to it, I love life the way it is. So like, yeah. I, I would not change that. And and I'm fortunate enough to have friends and family that have kids, so I get to be like cool uncle that like, throws a bomb party or buys the gift and then bounces, you know. <laughs>
0: no i you know what my story is not that dissimilar from yours except for i never got married or anything but uh yeah i remember i remember being like you know when you're a clueless teenager Mm -hmm. and people would say you know you want kids i'd go oh maybe maybe just one or two i remember i used to say that without really thinking right one or two and then as i got older i was like yeah maybe one and then when i was actually like And then when I was actually an adult, like I was like, holy fuck. I hope I don't knock somebody up. Right. (laughs) I hope I don't knock somebody up. And, and, uh, the years just kind of went by and I never knocked anybody up and they just kept going by and I just kept fucking and nothing kept happening. (laughs) And, and, uh, your story delivery is phenomenal. Keep going. And then, and then I started thinking, man, am I just going to get away with this forever? This is awesome. And, uh, Yeah, and then with and then Emily and I started dating, and she's an only child, Mm -hmm. and the only other kid in her family is her cousin, and her cousin's adopted. Right. So there's not like a heavy pressure to have kids in her family. Everyone's like, you know, there's lots of love in her family, but it's real small. Mm -hmm. So it's not like she's got all these brothers and sisters that are spitting kids out, and there's all this where's your kid? Like, there's just none of that chat. Right. And uh, she doesn't. She, she, you know, her and I discuss early because that was always a thing that I had like date one. (laughs)
1: how's the shrimp i have to ask you a question yeah
0: (laughs) day one are you gonna want a bunch of fucking kids right and
1: (laughs) the delivery because i could actually see you saying that line to emily (laughs) with your hands you want to love fucking kids
0: (laughs) yeah so so uh we just kind of agreed that we were very happy without them and we would Mm -hmm. talk about it later right and then later came and we were like, eh, so pretty happy without him. Don't really think we need him. We should get and then, a Jed. <laughs> and then the yeah, and then we got the dog, and now she occasionally goes out of her way to go. She, she'll say, "I'm so glad we have dog and not a kid." And she'll, <laughs> so I think she's pretty happy. And uh, and it just comes down to you know asking yourself. I mean, people say, "Oh, you'd be such a good dad," and I'm like. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I don't really want to be. I don't know. Right. So it's just not. I don't know. It's just not a big deal to me. There's plenty of people out there. There's no shortage of new people. They're being made every day. I like For people. Sure. I like new people. They're all good. So yeah. that's fine. They're but uh, cost nothing. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean. You know, if it happened, it would happen, but it just hasn't happened. So we're okay with it. We're really happy with like our simple life. We like our small condo. We like our dog, (sighs) Mm -hmm. you know, we don't mind being that couple, you know,
1: I I, I like that. You know, it's funny the, um, what, and, and there's, there's greatness to any side of a, of a situation. I think if that's where you're at, but, um, I like because literally I mean, you and I, you less than me now because you own the business business and my business is me, so it's fine. But I do like that wherever I am at any moment in time is by choice. Yeah. Like I can do this interview from anywhere. Like like it it will not be a shocker to you at some point when you're like, what's the background? I'm like, oh, I'm in Cincinnati. You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Right. You know, I took off yesterday because I watched a movie in Cincinnati and decided I'd never been there. (laughs) Fuck it. Let's roll. You know, and that that is uh, it's funny because I used to get that a ton from people too. the you'd be a great dad. And I'm like, well, I'm a great uncle. Yeah. Just because well, a great lot at of everything. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think if they hung around me long enough, they'd be like, it's probably good that you're not a father. Right, right.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because the stories do get very twisted that you maybe don't want them to be told. <laughs>
1: so hey what's going on guys thanks for watching another podcast here at think big bodybuilding media and thank you to our great sponsor truenutrition.com for making this all possible truenutrition.com is owned by dante trudel the creator of dc training he wanted to create a supplement company that offered high quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price high quality protein powders just about every type you could think of huge variety of flavors plus health and performance supplements check them out truenutrition.com and, hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. What else we got? Okay. You, got you got some good. I like this. You let off big. Ooh. Well, I had to get it out of the way. You know, I get it.
0: It was it was a good one. I knew you'd have something funny to say about it. So, you know what I mean? That's that's a no from me, Doug. so here's here's one we've discussed it before but I get it all the time and I can't remember what you think what percentage of underground gh do you think is legit
1: I mean first off I have to laugh because in in, uh, um, Chad did this during our interview the other day and I always laugh I love in the bodybuilding world that we create percentages and we just go yeah that's about right you know what I mean like right. I brought them in 95% I'm like well what's the other 5 look like never mind Right, <laughs> right. It's but, all uh, theoretical yeah I mean here's what I know um I think that there's probably quite a bit that's fake um fortunately number one I've I don't use underground growth um but when I've heard of it or seen it around someone will have already tested it Right you know, so that would be my rule of thumb with that is find out. And if you've been in this game very long, um, this information finds you, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I'm always blown away because people are like, Oh, how do how do bodybuilders come across X, Y, Z? And I'm like, if you're the legit, it finds you, Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, someone will know to probably ask you if you need these things, uh, that wants to make some money. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff is, it seems I'm hearing really, really good reviews of a lot of the stuff underground. I just couldn't, I couldn't tell my best friend how to know. Cause I don't, I don't do that stuff. Right. Right. Um, yeah, you know,
0: I, I have to admit there was, there were a lot of years where I didn't pay any attention to, uh, any underground GH at all. Like mm-hmm. I was actually, I actually didn't use a lot of GH. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like one of those guys that was like, Oh, I see all these guys using all these generic kits for years and years and none of them got any better. So I just was like, why should I spend my money on it? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I was like a real resistor and I wasn't a big GH user. And I was the type of guy that would buy like a couple of the best kits I thought I could get Mm -hmm. and just use them like the last 10 weeks of the diet. Right. And then the rest of the year I wouldn't use any, I'd be like Mm 325 pounds, no GH. Yeah. You know? And I, and so I didn't use any off season. And then a couple times I spent the money on the real stuff and used it for prep. And I was like, oh, I could take less of that. And mm-hmm. it works. So I don't know if the underground stuff was just weaker. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I still thought the underground stuff I used did something. Right. Like, there was still, like, an effect. And, uh, but it was, like, only noticeable when I was dieting, you know, near the end.
1: Yeah, I think that that's when, I mean, here and just being upfront, because I brought this up to people, um, my, when I get ready for a show, never fails, I will be below stage weight at some point during the prep. And then I start gaining weight and truth be told. And and I think anybody who knows Bible understands that's as things start going up, that's when I'm at the peak of everything else. Uh, right. including growth. And when I have done growth at higher numbers and just to debunk all the craziness, insane is eight units to me. Um, financially, it's just a ton of money. Um, and I will be gaining weight while getting harder for sure. Right. Um, but I do think too, while we're on the subject, just a quick touch, growth and insulin are not what people think they are.
0: No, not at all.
1: You know, not I, at all. that's just, I can't, I mean, I get to ask that. Is growth a must to do? No. Is no. no, no.
0: I know a lot of guys that have turned pro and never used GH.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. And I also know a ton of guys that are pros now who stopped using insulin because they just yes me me yeah you know and it's such a normal and I get it. I was there. I remember when I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna use insulin. I'm gonna get fucking huge. And I remember, like, starting it and being like, huh? Right. <laughs> like, I just, I, you know, where was the I, big bang I was waiting for? What happened? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are big misconceptions yeah. about those two. So I guess we didn't really answer the guy's question, but we talked about GH for a while. So I hope that's which, good which enough.
1: Which counts. We talked about jokes. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> Tucky, you win. <laughs> You're a terrible host. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Go ahead. You got one? I got tons. Um, Let's see. Oh, I got a good one next. That one you already know the answer to. Um, Okay. Uh, Because mine are already been answered, I have to throw this out like this. It's going to make some noise. Um, What's your advice on home gym training uh, for all these people who are now back to screwed on COVID?
0: Remember that volume is inversely related to intensity so if you're stuck with nothing but bands you just do a lot of sets and reps mm-hmm. just focus on trying to get a pump a crazy pump in the muscle if you can do that you, like if, if all you had was bands i would just be focusing on getting a crazy pump what do i have to do to get a pump in my quads mm-hmm. max pump I'd be putting the bands over my shoulders and squatting against the bands. I'd be, you know, using whatever. Maybe you got a barbell or something. Whatever you got, if you only, if you only have 225, do sets of fucking 20 on the squat. Mm-hmm. Just volume your legs. Volume, volume, volume. Do a bunch of sets because uh, the amount of weight and the intensity that you train at is inversely related to the amount of volume that you can tolerate. Mm-hmm. So, so like, fuck, man, if you got to do 20 sets of 10 on the squat – that maybe that's what you got to do yeah you know? no 10 sets I, of 10 10 sets of 20 fuck going to the garage and squat two plates for as many sets of 20 as you could possibly squat and by the time you get to you know set five or whatever you're just mm-hmm. fucked and you have to get there
1: mm-hmm. yeah, i did way. that for um of a client actually it's got his equipment but it's limited <clears throat> and he has injuries which alters some of what I could have had him do with the equipment he has. Right. Um, but he's got some weight. So I was like, all right, let's try something. We did sets of 10 because it was heavy enough. I literally said, all right, you get X amount of time between attempts, and I want you to do sets of 10 until you fail at getting 10 twice. Right. So he right. was doing like two movements per body part. And I'm like, yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. And when you can't get it anymore, you're smoked. And what was crazy is when the gyms opened back up, we had two things happen. Number one, he had improved. Like visually, he was a better bodybuilder, which was exciting. And number two, we tossed a lot of the bullshit we were doing. Yeah. He's like, man, I I don't want to do this because we went right back into the old routines. And he's like, ah i got a better connection when i'm just blasting simple i'm like fuck it toss right. it toss it right and the only change was weight you know which was cool so i think a lot of us uh not silver lining just honestly realize a lot when you lose things that you think are so important and you're like ah, oh, wasn't that great anyways you know right right okay i agree i got a good one here Fire. um which would you say was the peak era
0: for extreme PED usage amongst the top pros?
1: Okay, tricky question for me. I want to argue that the, here's what's tricky. I want to argue that the extreme numbers are probably higher now than they were before. But I think a lot of people assume in the 90s and 2000s they were, because I think the drugs were better. Right. So I don't think it was necessarily the amounts back then. There are drugs now. Like I had somebody ask a question the other day, and my my initial response, which I didn't put out loud, was good luck finding real of that. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, But I think that, uh, and I mean, I know it's a top pros, but across the board, I think that drug abuse is rampant now. Yeah. So my opinion on this
0: is, Amongst the pros, I think drug use peaked, I'd say, in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And I have reasons to say that just from what I would hear and conversations I would have with people. However, I think drug use amongst pros is actually down a lot now. Agreed. However, drug abuse amongst amateurs especially local and regional level is at an all time most ridiculous now. Yep. All time worst. I got, I got to talk to a guy the other day. I mean, I told him, I said, man, I just don't think I can help you. Like I, I, I would love to take your money and give you a plan and have you make gains and improve on, but I just don't think I can help you. And I had to just turn him away. And he was taking, like, 600 milligrams of Tren a week with a 1,000 tests. And he was just calling that, like, oh, I'm just on a bit of stuff. And and I'm like, what are you on? He's like, I'm just taking some tests and some Tren. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, how much? And he goes, well, a 1,000 test and then uh, 600 Tren Ace. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, what the fuck? What is that? And he's like, oh, it's, like, just off-season. And I was like, oh man. So I looked at his contest cycle for his last show that he didn't even look good at, mm-hmm. and it was fucking crazy. It was like 3,500 milligrams a week, and um, and I just said, dude, I'm just I'm gonna give you like a little tiny stack. Like you're gonna go off and clean out and fucking get smaller and feel like shit and and get yourself healthy first, and you don't want to give me money to do that, right? Like. You're going to pay me to have the worst four months of your life. Right. Because that's what you need, you know. So what do you do? So that's the stuff I see. And um, but amongst the top pros from wh- who I talk to and what they say, things have changed. The health of the body is now understood to be one of the reasons that you get in good condition. Mm hmm. You know, if your kidneys aren't healthy and your liver's not healthy and your blood work shit, maybe that's why you don't look good. Maybe that's why you're not appearing to be hard and fresh and, you know, all the things that we like to see in a physique um, nowadays, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's (laughs) like, look at Chris Bumstead on stage. And I mean, you and I know Chris more than the other people do. The people that are trying to look like Chris are fucking killing themselves yep trying to look like chris and i got news for all of you you're not chris <laughs> chris does fucking nothing and walks around at 270 pounds and pull well, remember deadless, he didn't he didn't know those
1: 500 for reps he didn't know and i know a lot of people don't get this but until until the olympia height he realized he has 10 more pounds so he's been being cautious not even cautious, man. Like, 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 trying. No, I'm saying trying not to grow best, too much. Like, no, I mean, like, yeah, that's what doesn't I mean. want yeah, just like, to grow. Like, please like do not just, grow too big. It's
0: it's it's crazy, you know. This the the people look at those physiques and they think they and they think that what they're doing is what they're is is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, man. Like the, the the divide between. I mean, I remember talking to Jay about this, mm-hmm. and Jay telling me like being very honest about like 2004 we were going for it right and you're like that's it
1: yeah yeah even you who knows thinks it's going to be a little higher because he said we were going all in you know just stuff like that so
0: it's um yeah it's just important
1: to i think uh, that knowing we were i'm not trying to
0: ruin anybody's day out there no no (laughs)
1: you know what it is though i think you also have to realize that there's levels to genetics um Mm -hmm. i didn't really think of this until i i got called out by a friend um when i think of genetics i think of bumstead i think of uh dexter you know guys that have it on all levels and then um my buddy goes to me he goes what do you weigh right now? Because I said something about my shit genetics, you know, and I mean, I'm talking structure and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um. He goes, what do you weigh right now? And I think it was 284, 282. This was a couple of months ago. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. And he goes, how long has it been since you pushed for size? And I was like, oh, years. How many meals do you eat a day right now? I'm like, I don't know, four. He goes, 284. Eating four times a day and just training your ass off because you love it. It's right. not a level playing field. Right. And that was like a wake up, because it's true. It's like the average person would wither away to nothing. People can't even tell when I'm on or off based on my lifts because they don't change that much. I lose a rep or two. Right. Um, so you realize that and you're like, huh. And then like I posted up the other day, like I started pushing just the diet for a couple of weeks, like really consistently. And I woke up and I was like, Oh, two ninety seven. Holy hey, shit. Your your <laughs> triceps your triceps look enormous right now. Yeah, it's like the, doing, the body's just adapting to you're food. Very and, big, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't started the other things. Like I haven't taken growth. I haven't taken insulin. I'm thinking, right. so okay. So what I thought was going to take X amount of time is going to take half of that, right? You know, and that's just food. So th- there's definitely levels there. So you look at a guy like a bumstead, and you just got to realize, like, okay, but he's not human. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so let's not look at him. Let's and oh and that. i i realized now
0: i said he walks around at 275 pounds i meant he walks around at 250 pounds but he looks like he's 275 pounds yeah that's that's the thing like when i saw him i go how much do you weigh and he's like where well, i i guess 255 and he said oh i'm like 253 or something right and i said that's hilarious i purposely guessed super low because you look like you're 275
1: right would you see those pictures you of know? him and rami yeah like, here's the crazy thing. He actually looks real good next to him. He stands next to him fine. I'm not saying he's as big. Don't, no, no, don't but twist my good. words. Yeah. But I got to tell you right now, if I pose next to Rami, the difference is very, very much more drastic. And I'm closer to his weight. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, but it would just be an embarrassing, embarrassing thing to do. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. so, so My okay. turn? Yes, fire another one because I've been talking to you instead of looking. <laughs>
0: what? What health supplements did you take during your prime and which do you t- still
1: take now? Oh, my God. I take a ton all the time. I, I just did a, uh, a list of them the other day. And I took a picture because it's, you know, it's never. I mean, it's, I get $300 in supplements a month. Yeah. In health yeah. supplements. Yeah. I, I use a lot of stuff now. Uh-huh. Do you use more now? I mean, like. It's oh, oh so way more now. I I laugh at the, uh, I I can't even pronounce half of them. I just know what they are. <laughs> I didn't really take
0: I didn't really take health supplements when I was trying to get huge. Right. I took like fish oil and glucosamine, right. vitamin C, and that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much all I took, and a multivitamin, and I throw the odd thing in here and there, but that's really all I ever took for like all, almost all my years of bodybuilding. Yeah. And, and then uh, since I retired and I turned 40, I take, like, everything from resveratrol to ashwagandha to stralagus to ubiquinol, vitamin yes. K. Yes. Um, I Real take oil. garlic. <laughs> I, I actually take a garlic supplement because it's so uh-huh. good for your blood. And I don't really like garlic, like, you know, unless I go to an Italian restaurant or something. But I don't really eat garlic. So I take a garlic supplement. Um what else do I take? Shit, turmeric and curcumin.
1: Did you do uh, uh, transveratrol?
0: I'm sure you take that. I haven't taken uh, transveratrol, no. Mm-hmm. Just resveratrol. Okay. Resveratrol. okay. Citrus bergamot? Um, yes, yes, citrus bergamot <laughs> I take. And um, ah, there was there was another one I just, uh, oh, yes, in the uh, cartatone, which has been yep. hard to get on Amazon, even with that new company making it.
1: Really? Yeah, it's different up there, because I had some yeah. Canadian uh, athletes that were like, where do you get them? Like, Amazon? Like, Yeah, no it's, big been deal. Hard,
0: it's been hard to get up here for a little while, but I was taking Cartitone for the last several years straight.
1: I think you um, listened to everything. I, I just literally looked at my list here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to remember. I have these two giant Tupperware trays, like, you yep. know, bread boxes, full of bottles, and they're up in my shelf, so I pull them both down every night, and each <laughs> bread box has probably 10 to 12 bottles in it. Right. And I just fill a coffee mug with pills. <laughs> so they're ready for the next It's day. like a quarter full, and I pound them, take a big drink, and then I fill the other once, pound right. them, take a drink, and I go to bed. I just take I take everything in the morning, and I take everything at night.
1: Yeah, see, so I've got – it's funny. I took a picture of my drawer. I have a, a slide-out drawer that everything just fits perfectly in uh, rows. So I can literally just one at a time pop them open. It's two in the morning, two at night, two. You know what I mean? Yep. Pile them up because I know a lot of people have have the pill box. I just I'm not gonna do that. I have a drawer. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody asked me like, what do you take? I literally just took a picture and posted up like that. the yeah. Entire drawer full of shit is what I take every single day. But you know what's crazy? Um, Thanks, Dante. You uh, you what's the the classic is it's actually him that put me on probably two-thirds of that stuff, literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you could tell the difference. You can right. absolutely, and back to what you were saying about the drugs earlier, then I did find when I bumped up just barely just normal stuff, your body's not unhealthy, so it just seems to work better.
0: And, and the things noticed, you
1: do take work better because your body's not already fighting for its fucking life. <laughs> I, I, I've ha- always had good blood pressure, but... Um...
0: Since I started using, like, some of the subs that I added, mm-hmm. like, there were certain ones that I added, and uh I can't remember. I would have to go back through my emails, emails with Dante, but uh certain things he told me to take, and I added them, and, like, within a couple weeks, my morning blood pressure dropped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. fuck,
1: it, like, dropped, like, like 110 over 65. Yeah, we had to back down, because... The carditone was usually a two a day thing. Right. Um, I had to pull back to one a day because my blood pressure got too low.
0: Right, right,
1: right. And he warned me of that. But at my weight and my doctors were always kind of like, "Ah, eh, you're a little high but for your size. We expect it. So I was okay with it. And it got to the point that it was low. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, you were right. I, again, I don't know why I'm still surprised that you're right every time you tell me something. Um, <laughs> but right. uh, I went too low. So now it's one a day. You know, and I've got three bottles of it in there for the same reason. When when the Canadian people this year with COVID started having a hard time getting the cartitone, I bought extra because like why well, can't run out. Yeah, if they're having trouble, maybe I'll have trouble. Yeah, the cartitone is my toilet paper, man. I need extra. <laughs>
0: hey,
1: here's,
0: here's another one for you, Dusty. Shoot, because you're the expert on these. Yes,
1: yeah, square plates matter. Oh, oh biggest
0: no, biggest mistake biggest mistake people make with
1: rack chins. Oh my god! Uh, can I list like uh, ten? First, I mean, biggest. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna work. Well, here's the deal: cause there's the biggest mistake is they lean backwards. You want your body should look like an L at the top. Yeah, you're doing a row. You're, yeah, your legs are straight out. Your back is completely vertical. I mean, very close to completely vertical, just enough for you to get your chin out of the way, um, is the key. Uh, from there, I'm just gonna walk down everything else. Uh, people grip too close with their hands. Um, when they get tired, it becomes more and more a high row. Um, and then the other thing is that's a small detail, but I think I suggest Dante put me on it years ago was cross your feet at your ankles because you will notice if you push off with your hamstring if you do that. Right. If not, your hamstring, it's, it's, it's the nature of your body is, oh, it's hard. I'll help. Right, right, And right. you'll push off of your heels on that So very key and then the last thing Which is not really a mistake but something you should work on Is negatives are everything On erection I I'm absolutely obsess over at least a four count Negative and guys it's count Not second four seconds is a Long fucking time um, It's literally four three two Bottom and uh, If you pause at that bottom also That'll make it even worse Which is what you want so you know, those little details will be key. And I did promise to put a video up this week of executed correctly. Because um, right. you know this. We we get tagged and stuff quite a bit. And I feel bad because someone will tag me in a video of a reaction and they're destroying it. Right. So I'll message them and be like, hey, I don't want to comment on your post because it'll look like a dick move. But here are all the things that are not correct with that. Right. You know, right. and then usually they'll be smart enough to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> and adjust <laughs> but that is why people don't think it's as good as i do if you do it wrong it's a fucking body weight high row of course it doesn't do shit right right anyway you, you know. yeah okay so yeah key all right i got a million here and i keep turning this off because you get me excited <laughs> i'm blaming you you like that i have a bunch marked for you dusty oh i love this oh here's one that i would like to ask you because my training partners do this uh what is it with people now putting the foam roller on their back in the hack squat yeah, um, I
0: don't get that. So what I've seen is they're putting the foam roller under the shoulder pad, so it pushes their upper body forward more. Yep. I think that just turns it more into a leg press. I yeah, mean, like a forty-five
1: degree leg press. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like
0: you know, the, you're you're in a you're in a hip extended position on the hack squat, but the more you bend at the hip, there now you're in the poopy press that Joe that that uh that uh, joe doesn't like right you're in that stupid hammer strength poopy press fucking yep. thing that they call a hack squat but no one else calls it a fucking hack squat you know this is a hack squat and now you're in the poopy press and so i think when you put the pad under the shoulders it just moves you up like that uh, technically you're probably able to lift a little bit more weight because you're hip hip flexed a little bit and mm-hmm. that would bring more glutes and hams in because, I mean, that's a whole, you know, reason you're so strong on a leg press is because you're, you know, you're hip flexed. Right. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd never tried it. So, I'm, maybe it makes you weaker. I don't know. But I don't quite understand why they're doing it. Um, maybe someone did it on a certain brand of hack squat because they felt... They liked it better, and then it got put on Instagram, and then someone else started doing it, and then someone else. Oh wait, that's how most of this stuff happens, Dusty.
1: Right. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the deal, though, because uh, actually, because that was asked to me, I think because Tommy and Will were both doing that, and uh, I'm funny. I'm like, you comfortable? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't even yeah. when I'm training. I'm doing what I need to do, and as long as you're not doing something stupid that's going to hurt you, yeah. So I don't even ask why you do that. I'm like,
0: okay. So technically, that doesn't make it riskier or anything like that. It's not like someone is doing something that you're like, you know, like I saw one guy once, he put two 25-pound plates on the hack squad and he put his heels on them. Right. And I was like, dude, those are metal plates on a metal foot plate. It will There's stop. nothing stopping those. Yeah. just shooting off under your heel <laughs> like that's, they're literally sliding around and he's like trying to get them centered for his heel and he puts his heels on him and the one like moves a little and he like moves it back with his foot and starts repping out and i'm just like i went over and i'm like hey man there's no there's no grip happening there yeah and if,
1: i own this gym. you're not doing this shit. yeah <laughs> like if you
0: lift your toe then that that plate now goes yeah and shoots off so it's not like that sort of stuff because that stuff I would speak up about. But doing just an alteration like that, as long as it doesn't look like they're going to get hurt or anything,
1: um, do they feel stronger? Do they move big weights doing it or do they take a plate uh, off? I think, well, I mean, I think Tommy was just having a hip impingement issue. So, so, so I think he was, yeah, he's working his way around something. And what was funny okay. this week I had been uh, nagging him about getting uh, squat shoes and uh he got them started them last week and this week uh the pad was gone right so he elevated his heel a little bit which helped out yeah. his hip a little bit blah, da 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 up the chair yeah. because i am a big fan of that um and I, I i definitely overstate this so i don't want people to think i'm completely an idiot but uh someone will say like well what's the best position for your feet on a hack squat and i mean or a leg press and they're talking about toe positioning not high or low and i'll go where do you feel strongest Yeah, like that's the most generic answer I can get into detail. But if if something hurts, that's not the right way, Um, (laughs) you know, those types of things. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And I definitely can't see why that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Okay, I have one for you. It's very important. Shoot. Need to hear your reasoning. Oh, boy.
0: You can only have one fruit for the rest of your life. What fruit is it?
1: Uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. One fruit. An orange. An orange. Yeah.
0: Okay. What about what about berries? What if you could only have one berry? What's your berry? Blackberry. Blackberry. Okay. I love
1: blackberries, but I use raspberry jam. There you go. Off. The orange is because I like oranges and cinnamon with tequila. Ah, <laughs> i see See, that's (laughs) i i use the healthiest thing i've ever
0: eaten during an unhealthy adventure see the the, you know tequila lovers like the rock Mm -hmm. would appreciate that that you chose that for your tequila
1: yes very key so now what is
0: the so the the salt lime tequila is the traditional you know is that actually a mexican thing or did the americans make that up I don't know, but, but I do know that, that. I'm assuming yeah. that's actually a Mexican thing. and I assume, yes. But it's like kind of probably an old thing that's not really forced anymore. And, and now,
1: it's, now it's just the, it's kind of like the way you do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, so especially then, if you're a frat or a sorority girl or a frat guy. You yeah, know, and at the end like, of the day, you're really just trying to get them to lick it up to make some bad decisions. So if they want some so, salt, so so it.
0: where did the, where did the orange and cinnamon, is that like an ultra hipster Scottsdale invention? Well,
1: this is going to shock you. Okay. I want you to sit down for this. Oh, good. You're already sitting. Jose Raymond taught me that. <laughs> oh, see, tequila lovers, right? Yes we, uh, it, we were, yes, we were at the Arnold yes. Classic. I believe he had just won, oh. and uh, he was like, you do tequila? And I'm like, it's the only drink I like. Okay. So we uh, ordered silver, and I hear him say, do you have oranges and cinnamon? And I'm like- the fuck you know i I immediately thought of the hangover you know when when alan is putting pepper on the tiger's steak and he states that tigers love pepper but they hate cinnamon and i was like what is happening right now one shot and i was like i never need to see a lemon or salt again perfect game changing so silver here's the tequila right orange and cinnamon Everyone, you're welcome for your education on its there just bodybuilding and alcohol. I appreciate that. <laughs> I
0: I think if I had to pick one one fruit, I think it'd be bananas. Makes sense. It's a it's a shake thing. Also, it's, it's they're versatile. They go with, good with peanut butter. Go good with chocolate. And get, those are on the road. Easy other, to eat. Easy to eat. Um, you don't need to put them in a container. They already have one. They're um, not
1: tough. to Feel like an orange that's one easy. downside to orange
0: yeah yeah there's they're very very fast true um yeah you know i think Florically that would be my pick. high in potassium which is really the the real reason you want it <laughs> they're good so that would be my pick and if i only had one berry i think i'd go strawberries
1: uh, yeah
0: i get you yeah. I'm Not i'm fighting you on that i'm a no. cheap ass there's uh, okay. a lot I knew that was important. I knew that was important. But
1: your tequila story really nailed home (laughs) your reasoning. Yeah, I think a lot of people were probably a little confused, like an orange. Because, yeah, it's definitely not. There's nothing convenient to me about an orange. (laughs)
0: Like
1: the (laughs) fucking mess.
0: People right now, we're down to like 10 listeners. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I brought them back. I brought them back. It was a Um, good episode until they started talking about fruit. (laughs) <laughs> oh, here's one that I that I need to ask uh, you because I, I actually answered this on my Q and A, but it's important. Um, if I feel tired from a long day and weak, would you push through the workout or just do it the next day? I'm asking you because you're a business owner. Meaning, I don't okay. think you know what it feels like to be rested anymore.
0: Read the question. <laughs> Read the question again. I need to know if I missed anything.
1: If I feel tired from a long day and weak. Would you push through the workout or just do it the next day yeah
0: so w- okay so here's here's my my one sidebar caveat I was gonna use the word caveat but i I opted out and used sidebar that's long story as to why I did that <laughs> I had a conversation in my head about which word to use <laughs> So
1: you didn't think I'd know what a caveat is. Go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't, it wasn't about you,
0: Dusty. I, I know you would know that. Um, define tired, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Is there a situation when I was in my days or even now where I would postpone a workout or uh, delay a workout due to being tired? Yeah. There is a situation which would do that, but the definition of tired might not match what another person would define as tired. Mm. I would have to be like, like not able to actually train, right? like functionally shutting down. Like there's no way that this can happen. Mm. Um, but otherwise get your ass in the fucking gym and have yourself a 45-minute high-intensity smasher and get to bed and know that you won the day. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. And I just think back to, like, I used to go to football practice and hit, and hit and hit and hit and hit. And both my knees would be bleeding. And then I'd walk to the gym and squat. Right. <laughs> you know? My mom would pick me up at 730. I'd train for, like, two hours straight. Right. And then I go home and just eat and eat and eat, skip all my homework and go to bed, which is like, key. A, good, like a good teenager,
1: as, as you should. I mean, look where you yeah. look where your life went. Good decisions. I know. Um, You know what? The reason that I brought that up, though, was uh, he specifically said from a long day. Yeah. Like um, that's not a, there's, that doesn't sound. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think you have to. Doesn't sound urgent enough. Yeah. Just like you said, like, here's how I, my answer was on my Q&A was. I don't remember when I owned the retail stores ever not having a long day. I would have had to take in seven years of my life off from the gym. Yeah. Because I was always tired. I don't remember ever feeling rested. But I did find that when you get in the gym and get moving, it's there. Also,
0: if you know that you're not backing out of that workout Mm -hmm. and you develop a habit of not backing out of that workout – it actually carries over to the next long day, and you make more efficient decisions. Right. We also, I think... Everyone's long
1: day could be improved. And what you do when you get there. So yesterday, coincidentally, when I was asked this, um, I've, just, I, I've, I've actually been sleeping well, which is crazy, like five hours a night. Um, and I made this decision, because I've been staying up super late, that I would go to bed earlier. And try to get six hours. Well, all that ended up happening was I slept for an hour. Then I woke up and I was up for seven hours. I got one more hour of sleep. And I got time to eat one meal and then go train. But I never crossed my brain that I was going to skip the workout. Because we had the show today. And I wasn't going to train today. So I was like, fuck it. We're training. Got to the gym. Completely planned on executing our normal routine. And uh, second movement was barbell rows got four or five on the bar and I'm pulling them like it's nothing, but there was no connection. Like I, I wasn't feeling it. I, I was just pulling weight and I put the bar down. I looked at Tommy and I said, uh, that's not heavy. How does it look? He goes like, you're just pulling 400 pounds. <laughs> and I go, we should probably do something else. Huh? And he's like, yes, because I could pull 500 pounds, but I probably would have gotten hurt. So right. wandered my way over, had a great workout slowed down the reps got on the good old hammer row and played it safe i think that is the difference is also when you get to the gym knowing like this doesn't feel heavy but i don't feel anything this is right. probably unsafe for me to get in that 5 550 range today even though the weight is moving right you know so that that would be how i take it but again 2 hours of sleep there was no intention of not going to train right You know, so I think that that is is absolutely key. And like you said, if you get to the gym and it's really not there, then maybe you go home.
0: So one of my favorite (laughs) quotes, one of my favorite quotes is Michael Jordan said, every time I didn't feel like working out, I had a rule. I would go to the gym. I would get changed. I would put on my shoes and I would lace them up. I would put my headphones in and I would start my music. And if I still felt like going home, I'd go home. But I never went home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it because of Michael. Like that last line right there is so accurate. But I never went home. (laughs) But I never went home. That's freaking gold.
0: It it is. It's, it's, I mean, that's, you know, if you really want out of that workout, that's okay. Go to the gym, get your music going, get your straps on, get your belt out, get your drink filled, go over. Say, all you got to do is go warm up a bit and then you can go home. You could walk right out that door. All you got to do is just, you know, get warmed up. You know what I mean?
1: All right, I need you on this one. Okay, what's up? I know we've discussed this, but uh, I need some guidance. This is selfish, of course. It's me. Um, It's what what we need. So the question was outside of Peaky Blinders, which you know is one of my favorites, what are unmissable series that we need to be watching? And you're an expert, so go. Wow, I don't know. And, I, and don't give me face. the normals like Dexter and uh, we know those. What else? Wow, it's hard. The word unmissable. That's pretty. That's a pretty big.
0: It's a pretty big one. So are we gonna like mention like stuff like Breaking
1: Bad and stuff? Yes. Yes. You okay. Just, so I, I thought maybe you meant like watched. brand new stuff. I thought no. 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 Yeah. Overall, because you know me, I've only watched like four. So I like the stuff that's over so i can have years of episodes to watch in three weeks so um i
0: always say this for my sci-fi fans out there they know i'm a trekkie everyone who doesn't know i'm a trekkie i've seen all the star treks i'm a big fan um but but as far as outside of that genre or outside of that um what's it called brand right um the Battlestar galactica that came out It was like four seasons or five seasons long in like the mid 2000s. I thought that was fucking awesome. It was so well done. I fucking really enjoyed that show. It was like it had a lot of surprises in it. Good casting, great writing. Um, The world they live in is really interesting. You know, like the the writers did a great job on that. So Battlestar Mm -hmm. Galactica was one of my favorite series. I recommend it to anyone who's into sci-fi at all. And it's not even really about sci-fi. It's like. It might as well be a ship, like an ocean-going ship. It doesn't, right, it doesn't matter, matter that they're in space. Right, it just okay. happen to be in space, but it's not a space show. Right. It, it could just as easily be like an old-time sailing ship, which is kind of almost a bit of the flavor they gave it. Like, okay. like the first mate has got a Newfie accent, and he's a drinker, and he's kind of like a pirate,
1: you know? <laughs> That's and, funny.
0: And, and and it's 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 got some flavor to it. And then the the I've said this before, but the way they wrote the show, like the ships are still pretty mechanical. It's not right. all magic. Like there's a there's an engine room where parts are moving and okay. they've gotta fix shit and it's kinda it's cool. It's the world they created is cool. They don't use computers hmm. because the enemy is a computer. You hack them. Oh, okay, yep. And so none of the computers can be connected. They have computers, but they can't be connected. They can't have networks. Right. So they, the, the ships, they've, they've had to, like, you know, operate old school. And they're writing stuff down. And it's, like, it's really cool. And I, I enjoyed that series a lot because I'm a sci-fi fan. Right. Um, but it's not about sci-fi. And then the enemy that is the enemy in the show is just fucking awesome. And then there's some really, you know, we all love some good-looking women in the cast. And there's there's a they did they get did a good job with that show. You know, they got the (laughs) they got the 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 evil woman who's like this beautiful actress from Canada. Of
1: course.
0: And then uh they cast Katie Sackhoff, who's like this really kick ass chick to play Starbuck, who's in a very important character. And uh so yeah, it's a great series. Um but I would say Breaking Bad, I would say Sons of Anarchy, um there's so many great shows. One of the things uh, I I really enjoyed, there was a, a series we just watched, um, and it had Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant in it, and it's brand new, and it's called The Undoing.
1: Never seen it, never heard of it. See, this is why I asked you.
0: And we were recommended it, and I think we watched it on Netflix. It, I, yeah, I think it was on Netflix. It might have been on Crave, but you have to look for it. But it's called The Undoing. And uh, it was good because, you know, killer cast, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. So you're dealing with like top notch. I'm just looking it up here, seeing what it's on.
1: What was the, how many seasons?
0: Just one. It's an HBO show. OK. It's an HBO show.
1: Is and it it's over like, or will there be more episodes now after COVID? No, it's like a limited series. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's one and, and done. Yeah.
0: OK. Yeah. yeah. So uh, but it's great. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's, it, it was good. I liked seeing that. Um, it's one of those, like, what the fuck is going on? You know, one of those types of things.
1: <laughs> did, you, you, uh, get, did you, did you, did you get trapped? Because it sounds to me like one of those ones where you have every yeah, intention of going to sleep after this episode, but you better yeah, watch so one more. Yeah, so
0: there was one night, there was one night, I think it was like, I think there were eight episodes. Right. And I can't remember, but there was one night where we just went through four He's you like, could, you
1: couldn't stop. Yeah, this is not like feasible.
0: it's kind of one of those things where there's a you know Hugh Grant's a husband, Nicole Kidman's the wife, mm-hmm. and somebody's dead, and you don't know who killed them, and you don't know she like you just don't know what's going on with these two characters, this husband mm-hmm. and wife character, and there's kids involved, and there's it starts yeah it gets real fucked up.
1: I so, could just imagine. I could I could see you like half dead looking over at emily and be like one more she's like yes
0: that was a good series so that's my one recommendation day. right now for, uh, we've watched a few things you know emily picks a series we'll watch it it'd be good but the undoing we were like i'm not actually going
1: to mention that to people right yeah that's that's i had somebody mention to me uh yellowstone have you seen that no i haven't but i've heard it's i've heard it's great okay i needed you on that one because now i have to watch this purely on a recommendation I and mean, i trust matt Different Matt client, but uh, I'm I'm gonna go for it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a review in a week. It's my yes. goal. Everyone wants some. to know what my my big New Year's resolution is. I'm gonna watch an episode of that show. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> Let me look it up here. Oh, that's the is that the Kevin Costner one?
1: I believe so. There you go. That's okay. a tough one. He's he's not any good. He's never three done three seasons worth watching.
0: Three seasons. Yeah, yeah. I know the one <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. okay yep.
1: Fair enough. We're diving into that this week it's my big goal big goal all right you got, you got another one over there <laughs> my my big goal it's
0: huge. <laughs> to huge. tackle the tv series yeah. i'm not scared <laughs> rod i can do this the dogs are in so uh give give people so let's say you're new to bodybuilding mm-hmm. and you just want to you know you're not running crazy stuff you just want to get on the basic blood work What what do you check? What do you check off? What do you ask your doctor for? Quick checklist of like the main things
1: that you want to start with. Usually, um, at least here, they have a basic what they will call like a basic male um, health like screening you can do. And the only thing I ask clients to add to that is um, is they have to add their uh, thyroid to it. Because here in the States, that's not an auto ad, But on a male side, the test, the free test are all kind of part of the deal. Um, but the thyroid is not. So those are the the only additions that I add to that basic run. And and in that
0: basic one, there's a basic liver enzyme. They probably check the ALT and the creatinine and the GFR yes. for the kidneys and yep. cholesterol. All your major
1: and, organs minus, yeah. obviously, a full heart scan. Um, which which I, I, actually, I actually tell
0: people, well obviously maybe this guy's you know not not going hard but you know if you're a big dude and you're you know 300 pounds and all that stuff you should get an ECG done or an an EKG. the ECG yeah yeah whatever
1: whatever the cardiogram one is yeah you know yeah yeah that's actually um something I have not I was I told Dante I wanted to do it this year and he was like absolutely and then shit got to be a mess so I have not done I have not done that yet so I met, luckily, I got blood
0: work done right before the shutdown when it wasn't a mm. hassle. And right. it was like mint. So I actually haven't gotten blood work done again this
1: year because, I mean, that's all like I can understand. You're, you're so clean. You're so clean. It's, it only probably got better from there. Yeah, yeah. No, I still have gotten yeah. blood work done. Um, but I'm stoked to hear that someone's asking that. Because yeah. I had a you'll, – you'll love this, run. I think I might have called you bitching about it um, a few months ago. But um, had a guy come in was on a pretty massive – uh cycle. And I said, Listen, for me to help you, I need to see your blood work. Cause I don't like this and I don't want to be handed a mess by you and then you get sick and the world says, Oh well Dusty did that. Right. Um so I gave I I wanted him to do a full panel. So you know it wasn't going to be cheap. And uh I'll never forget he went to get it uh scheduled and he emailed me back and he said How often am I going to have to waste my money on this? Because all I want to do is get big. Right. And I remember reading that word, waste your money. And I was like, I don't profit off of this. I have literally pretty much told you that the reason I'm doing this is I'm certain you have fucked up your health. Right. And before you die, I don't want to be on my watch. And all you got out of it was, this is a waste of money. Right. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> you know, I just find, um, and it's funny because this is a question I have uh, that I'm going to do in two seconds. But uh, no one, at least in the bodybuilding world, feels like no one is concerned with their health until they're sick.
0: Yeah, until they get a scare. I know what yeah. you mean. I know lots and, of guys like that. I know lots of guys that are, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I got a bit of a kidney thing, but you know, I'm just, you know, just taking a little bit of Anadrol. It's <laughs> like, oh man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Okey dokey. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know. What uh no, I, I haven't asked you I haven't asked you about your Christmas yet.
1: Well, um I don't do traditional Christmas. Um Do you have a festivist poll? <laughs> <laughs> so, so no. And I don't do the religious Christmas because I'm not religious. Um okay. So essentially for me, Christmas is just a day like, and I don't buy, uh, fortunately I don't have kids, which I guess that part would be cool to have kids. I'd love to spoil this shit out of some kid. But, um, the only thing that I do is, um, I put aside an amount of money that I donate to different causes, things like that, just because kind of feel like you should. Um, and then, you know, I do a dinner, I did two nights in a row at my mother's house. Um, okay which is uh see, me that's, trying- that's
0: that's all christmas is about is yeah that, that's the best part
1: yeah we went over there had fun and uh, we went real traditional we did tacos so and we, uh, uh,
0: arizona christmas
1: <laughs> see <In laughs> fucking desert In the, people yeah. we went I, my mom was like what do you want for christmas and i hate that's what happens to people when they don't have weather yeah yeah you're like oh we should do- yeah because i'm not well could you imagine if i was like i'm having some soup you'd be like what it was 76 degrees Christmas Day you know but uh, I had uh, Tommy and Evian came over to my mother's house and uh, Tommy and I had a eating competition on accident it just happened and okay. so there were I wanna I don't I, I assume that Tommy won up me I stopped at 17 tacos there you go. Um, and I, th- I think he did 18, but I think with his metabolism, he should have had to have done 34. Right. You should get like a 1.5 to one ratio or something like that. At least this <laughs> fucking kid's metabolism. I remember, I think I told you this on the show. I was prepping him last year and or it was before the shutdown and everything became a mess. And I was, I'm looking at his diet. He's kind of dropping quick, you know? And I'm like, fuck. So I pull up his diet to make some adjustments and I'm like, holy shit, I'm reading the diet. He's like, fuck, where's the diet? This isn't it. So I text him. I said, hey, this is embarrassing, but I don't know what the fuck I did. I lost your diet. I don't know what you're doing right now. Like, because everything was just cranking, you know? So he sends me the diet. It's the exact one that I had, but the calories were too fucking high. They're like, this has, has to be This to. So then I text him. I said, you know what, dude, just, just pull the cardio then. And he goes, well, I'm not doing any cardio. I was like, well, fuck, what did we do? I said, well. I go back and I look. You know what the only change I made was I took out the fourteen eggo waffles he was eating. Right. You just looked at, <laughs> you looked at the diet. You
0: looked at the diet and you're like, let's remove egos and put in oatmeal. So like that you was probably the, the only change I
1: ever did in the yeah. very beginning of the prep. And I'm like, I literally thought to myself, this kid's life sucks.
0: I, I've had people like that before too. You look at the diet and you're like, okay, meal five is a giant bowl of ground beef and pasta with hamburger helper in it and a piece of cake. So I'll just change that meal to a big steak and a pretty big potato. <laughs> and we're going to switch the t- the flavor of the cake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden like yeah.
1: three pounds a week. He's like, oh, it's off to the races. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know? no, it was, it's that bad. So I told him that when he walked in, cause I was at like 10 tacos when he walked in. He showed up extra late knowing that I would be late, which I thought was impressive. Um, That's nice. <laughs> He was like, like, I didn't <laughs> want to be here before you, so I showed up 40 minutes late. <laughs> Did you watch any movies? We didn't. I had big promises, to, and then I just – I was out of my house for too long. You know I have limits.
0: So I had, I had an experience that I rather enjoyed. Oh. You know me. You know I like to, I like to force other people – for their own good Give her to enjoy some of my favorite things
1: <laughs> just awkward and less
0: <laughs> never mind, right right, right. in a <laughs> friendly way so um you know emily and i couldn't go anywhere my dad's 81 he's on the island yada 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 her mom lives in edmonton um so we couldn't really go anywhere but we have a very good friend who actually has no family at all And so she didn't have anywhere. She doesn't really have anywhere to spend Christmas when Christmas rolls around. She's she's been a a, a good friend of ours for a long time, and we thought, well, let's have her over. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not. You know, we'll have her over. We'll we'll, we're gonna have our Christmas dinner anyways. Emily and I made like, well, I made the mashed potatoes because that's that's where the fucking triceps come in, right? Man, shit. Um, yeah, man, shit. I made the mashed potatoes like a fucking boss, but Emily went and bought pre cooked turkey that was already sliced from Whole Foods like turkey dinner turkey. Yeah, yeah. And she bought some gravy, and then we made the potatoes, and she made the vegetables, and then we made a dessert and all that stuff. So it was like kind of a half-made, half-heated-up-in-the-oven Christmas dinner. Right. And it it was fucking awesome. Fantastic. And then the best part, the best part was within like an hour of eating, the dishwasher was running, and the kitchen was cleaned, and it looked like nothing had happened. I, I back that amazing so anyways i get to the best part so we're like let's watch a couple movies you know it's christmas let's watch a couple christmas movies right Right. so we so emily hadn't seen bad santa and neither had she who is she i need a name so this is a friend of ours. you don't need to know i do need to know text me go ahead so (laughs) anyway sarah go ahead so so she'd never seen bad santa either so watched bad santa awesome fantastic i enjoyed sharing bad santa with, with a gift with die gift to them yeah it was pretty good then we just it just happened to come up you know it was like related to what you viewed holiday movies right. i'm like have either one of you ever seen die hard <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes
0: and so we started it i said well i'll just put it on to show it to you 1988 little time machine boom throw it on yeah. This is, the, this is Die Hard. This is how it starts. And we just sat and watched the whole movie. And it was, you know what? I know I joke about watching Die Hard every year for Christmas, but it's really not. It's really just on TV and you kind of see it.
1: Yeah, you don't sit there and watch it. Yeah, yeah. But I
0: haven't sat and watched like beginning all the way through to the end without like switching a channel or checking out another movie or going to eat or, you right. know, something like that. It was actually like sit and watch Die Hard. It's been a long time. Fuck, it still holds up, man. Of course
1: it does. It still holds up. It's <laughs> solid.
0: It's solid. It still holds up. It's it's like you don't watch it and go and go like oh this was good. You watch it, and you're like right. it's pretty good. Good action movie. Like yeah yeah. You know some good lines. Some you know pretty solid script. Solid story. You know obviously it's like funny because the tech is it's 1988. So it's no you know they're not on cell so phones. Bad. And, yeah. So it's 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 you know they're not on cell phones and you know it's like a different world that they're in right. So anyways, I enjoyed the fact that I. I bad-santed and die-hearted someone this this Christmas.
1: I feel like you gave a gift that they will now be able to re-gift. I, made, I, I like to
0: make other people better human beings, Dusty.
1: Well, I, you I mean, if you don't know yippee Kaye, motherfucker, I mean, are you even a... Wow. <laughs> well, think of it this way. If
0: the aliens come down and when they ask for a bunch of great movies,
1: I, I, sh- I think I should be on the committee. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you this because I, I was waiting for my opportunity. I think <laughs> you should have a career, a job. You should be the guy that reviews anything. <laughs> like I I would listen, I would go to Ron's review to make a decision if I was watching a movie, okay. reading a book, going Best to a eye. concert. Am I gonna listen to this fucking new ACDC album? Hold please. Let me ask what Ron would do. <laughs> And I dive well, in there, and by the end, because the thing is, is I've heard you give negative reviews.
0: You're not afraid you to be like,
1: mm, no, right. no. So yeah, I'm, I'm think that we're gonna, I'm gonna talk to my people. The gym's gonna have to let you do that out of the back office. Yeah, and I'm maybe, definitely gonna have you give a review of my life, so you can leave some <laughs> shit out and whatnot. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Yeah. You so know? we have we have one more thing to cover, Ron, uh, which is an important question, uh, and that is. New Year's resolutions. Do you do them? Are you for them? Are you against them? Or do you think people should do them? And what is yours? And if you don't have one, make one up because I said so. You know what? I don't normally
0: do them. They're not something that ever really crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. I normally approach the new year with, um, you know, a sort of a desperate panic to try to get the things I didn't do that year done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i love it i um, love it it's you know, funnier because i know it's not true but go ahead <laughs> no i don't
0: i i yeah it honestly never crosses my mind i um i've never i don't know if i've ever made a new year's resolution mm-hmm. um i do remember one year i started my contest prep on january 1st right so i guess that's the closest thing i ever came to that was my very first show mm-hmm And started my diet January first. I remember. Yes. Funny. So that'd be the closest thing I ever came to a New Year's resolution. You know.
1: Yeah. So this
0: year, this year's gonna be different. I tell (laughs) you.
1: So so my my thing is this: I'm a huge believer in resolutions. Um, I am. I think you're full of shit if you're starting it on the first of January. Because if it was a resolution. You would start December 28th because that's right now. Right. Because the thing is, you are going to have reasons to not do your diet or whatever the hell it is that you're doing after New Year's Eve. Right. And I especially think looking at this year and the and I mean, it was a wake up call even for me realizing that all the shit that's just always going to be there isn't always going to be there. Uh, so why the fuck would you wait? It's like when people say, I'm starting my diet on Monday. I'm like, bullshit. Because it's Saturday, and there's going to be a Saturday a week from today, which is your next reason to not do your diet. Right. You know, or bodybuilders, you know, because, I mean, we are kind of numbers people. Like, it's like 12 weeks out, you start your prep. I love when someone says, 12 weeks from today is my show. I'm starting my diet on Monday. Right. So you're under 12 weeks. Well, and you also want two more days? Like, you know, so that's my argument. I do love resolutions. I think that if you want to change something in your life, you do need to know what it is. You do need to write it down. That's been proven to help success. But if you're serious about it, you would start today. So if you have to wait till January 1st, I'm not saying quit now. You've got a different view than me, but I'm going to bet you're not going to get it. You know, I mean, it's just a decision. I did the same. I've done that on things I've failed when I was trying to get my shit back together after a mess of life with bodybuilding and just consistently be a bodybuilder. It wasn't until one day I just started doing it. I have no idea what fucking day it was. I just realized it took no talent to eat six meals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an untalented guy and this is something I can do. Okay. Eat six times. What can I today. do that requires no talent? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's my, that's my spin on news resolutions. So if there's something you want to change your life, think of it today. Think of it. As soon as you watch this, which will be the day before New Year's, when you guys right. are finally listening to this, and do it that day. Good Here,
0: deal. Here's my take with New Year's. I worked in the bar for so long mm-hmm. that New Year's was like, I always work New Year's. You know, it's a money maker. I always worked it. It's a moneymaker, you know. Well it depends on where you work. Some places it was shit night. But uh there were a lot of places where you didn't want to work New Year's Eve. But the you know, we I always worked at places where New Year's Eve was usually pretty big. Mm-hmm. And um and honestly, I thought, if I don't work it, I'll just stay home. Right. You know? Yeah. But now that I'm out of the bar, like, that was 2012 was the last New Year's I worked. And uh, when I left the bar industry, I, like, jettisoned the entire New Year's Eve culture and experience. Right. Just, like, it doesn't, like, nothing. I, I just, I don't want to do anything on New Year's. Right. I'm going to do 100%. Just, we're going to, like, order food and not leave the house just like we did all year
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I think that you know what's crazy and, and this is my take on those who go out and rock new year's resolutions and new year's eve so you're gonna kick off your new year new me with a hangover with yeah, a lack of sleep? sleep like that's, that's heat, how yeah. you want to kick that shit off like i just don't see it i never have you know plus i look at it as amateur night like all i can think of is yeah i'll uh kick off new year's with a car accident or die or a DUI, or right what what's the hardest you ever partied on a new year's oh god i was probably 16 years old um and my parents had a new year's party i was home uh from hockey so i had come home and my parents threw a party and i was bartender um and i just got bombed out of my mind while being bartender hockey player bartender So yeah, my, they had a shit, like they had like a, it was kind of like a neighborhood party. Right. So like everyone's front doors were just, I mean, it's Arizona, everyone's front doors just kind of open and you just wandered through and partied and ate and wandered around. And I was bartender at Seven Sixty North Ithaca. And, uh, yeah, that was it. So I got bombed out of my mind that night, but fortunately, because I assume it's genetic, I don't get hangovers. Because my entire family are alcoholics. Strong, strong livers. Yes. Well, that's why I got the shirt. Shut up, liver. You're fine. (laughs) I didn't realize how quickly it would transcend into bodybuilding, but whatever. (laughs) That shirt was not made for bodybuilders, but it sure fits us.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. I I would say the most uh, I ever partied on New Year's was when was, uh, when I was 20, I bartended at a party. It wasn't a bar. It was like a party. Right. And I think I got taken off the bar by midnight. Right. And like given to people to like take care of like this, <laughs> this, this guy has to go. Like he, he, he's was just, that in
1: Australia? Where were you?
0: No, I was home for that. Okay. And, uh, and then when I was 22, the year I was 22, I was back in Australia and, uh, we went and. We went and partied one night, and it was kind of one of those, um, what did I just take, type of nights. And, uh, yeah, it was a long one. Let's I say already it was, took
1: it. What did I just take?
0: Yeah, yeah, I was committed. for It was, it was a good 12 hours. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But, you know, you, you got to make sure you get in a few when you're young, but survive them and keep all your organs intact.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually, oh, well, I shouldn't say that, but I've never went off the Richter since I could legally drink yeah literally yeah. it was kind of I was over it but i mean i've had too many i mean jose and i've had some nights but not like just yeah yeah, yeah annihilated yeah. i've not done that it's, since i was it's old it's different to
0: sh- it's different when you get older your idea of getting hammered is like we, I mean, we had we had like six shots after dinner right and we were drunk for like 90 minutes and within about four hours i was feeling like a lot better yep that's like, and then I had a liter of water, went to bed. That's when you're older. When you're young, it's like, you know, they start drinking at like 7 p.m. and literally drink till 4 a.m. Yeah. this repeated ingestion of shots. And you just never fuck. Like, it's it's so much harder on you.
1: Oh, God. You know? I was thinking about that in hindsight, too. It's like, so you have one wild night that costs you like three days.
0: Yeah. Because they say it's an hour a drink for your liver to process it, right?
1: God, I didn't even know that. So, yeah, that's obscene so you and
0: jose you and jose pound you know six or eight shots at dinner all real close together and you got big powerful livers and you and you put in a liter of water and then you both go sleep for at least five or six hours each before you got to get up and fly home you're pretty much getting up sober
1: yeah you're ready to rock for sure plus Plus, you divide those times by two for jose because he's not so yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) i used to remember that after the very first year uh that I think the first time I saw him and I knew him well, uh, he competed at the Phoenix and then we went out to dinner and you know, we had a few drinks, he had a few drinks at a time, like literally three in front of him at one point. (laughs) And I remember thinking like, he's dehydrated. It's the day of the day of a show. And the next day we woke up and he's like, we're going to train today. And I'm like, wow, wow. (laughs) The (laughs) composition of some people
0: is just different.
1: No, I mean, we, and we went and trained, like, and had a real workout. And right. I'm thinking muscles would have been tearing. I wouldn't have felt right. Like, <laughs> I mean, fuck. It just, you know, I realized that my genetics were even worse than I thought that day. You realize <laughs> he has a gene for, like, storage of electrolytes? Yeah, because yeah, like, that was the most crazy power. part for me, right? Like, you're dry <laughs> as can be. And the only liquid you consumed had alcohol in it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe he knows his ratios we might have been putting a little little bit of sea salt in each yeah, one of those drinks and maybe
1: one of those shots wasn't cinnamon it yeah. was salt yeah, yeah. <laughs> good times man well man we've been on for a while it's uh the last episode
0: of the year so uh what a year it's been you know been, i can't believe it
1: but uh but it went well and i feel like uh it, it's been awesome for it's just bodybuilding like people are really uh supporting mm-hmm. and
0: Level. Yeah, and I,
1: and, I, and I love the fact that now, and it's been going on for a minute. But literally, anyone I remember when we first started, I had calls, from, I was like, "Hey, you want to have uh, you on for Ron and I's podcast?" But if I said, "I want to have you on," a, it's just Bible, and they go, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, Ron Partlow and I." Go, oh, okay. Now you can just say, "Hey, you want to be on the show?" Well, and they're like, hey, "It was yes. great.
0: It was great to get. We got to thank. <laughs> uh, let's let's make sure we thank Sean Clarita, the 212 Olympia champ, and uh, Chad Nichols." Uh, Mr. Chad for coming on the show last week I mean that was awesome Um, you know they both came on we're the first ones to interview Sean and the and the first ones to talk to Chad and uh, you know it was really really cool that uh, they were you know all I did was just send Chad a message like hey do you want to come on the show and he's like sure yeah and I threw him some times and he actually initially said hey give me a week because I want to get Christmas out of the way
1: right and I was like
0: no problem so I threw him a few dates for like the 28th 29th ninth. yeah and then he messaged back. He's like, can we just do tomorrow at eight? <laughs> and I was like, fuck, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm going to line it up. And he's like, cool. Yeah, let's just do it. And then yeah. um, when we talked to him, he said he had three more after us. So he must have been oh, I he a did long what? He night. did an hour and 15 with us. And he was on FUAD for like an hour and 40. Yep. And then what else did he do? How long was he talking for? He must have been Plus on. He's in
1: St. Louis, dude.
0: So, yeah, so, I mean, when we we're talking to him, we got him at 8 p.m., so he must have been, yeah, so he's doing, 10. he's doing, I know he, he's a creature of night, so, right. um, I remember when I coached with him, uh, mm-hmm. when I worked with him, he was like, I'm up all night, um, so I'll answer your text at night, I'll get back to you at night, and I was right. like, okay, and right. uh, he still does that, so he must have been podcasting till two in the morning. Yeah, you know? he was
1: getting warm for the rest of the night.
0: Yeah, 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 he did a good job. I noticed he changed his t-shirt.
1: Uh, did he? I didn't even yeah. catch that. That's great. Yeah.
0: So I saw him on our show, and then like I know he did Fuad right after, and he had a, a like a different color shirt on. So he knows a he detail. knows the deal. That's a fucking yeah, detail, yeah. right there. I yeah, like that. you got to you got to do that. You know, you see the I know the rock bands and stuff when they do those press pits. Uh huh. You know, you can like tell what day the all the interviews are from because they're wearing the same because they're just stuck in a chair.
1: Yeah.
0: For like or an actor bring the press to them yeah they they just sit them in a chair and everyone just cycles through right so it's funny so yeah man that's uh well when you're the when you're the the king of uh the the olympia you know you got to line those interviews
1: when i watched sean i I watched one of our episodes finally because i wasn't on it so it was exciting and uh it was good man i really you know because i know sean and obviously we've had him on uh i don't know if it was you or the event or what but uh he definitely peeled the onion back way more than usual. Like, yeah, and I don't yeah. want to. Like, I don't want to. It's a, it's not down, not shooting down what he's done in the past, but I felt a much better connection to what his mindset was and and how he approached the entire season, which was awesome. Yeah,
0: he stayed focused on him. Yep, and he was just determined to improve, and that was seems like it was that simple. Like. I'm just going to get better and go there right? and not pay attention to anybody else. And just Mm -hmm. how how can I get better and then bring it there? And that was it. Stayed tunnel visioned, you know, all that stuff. It was, yeah, it was great. And uh, a lot of great feedback from it. So, but the Chad one's kicking ass and doing well. So thanks for everyone that's watching. Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell. That's when Scott will put the little graphic up here, I think yes it's a good spot for it and (laughs) uh remember everybody we appreciate you guys it's been a hell of a year 2021's coming probably going to bring some new challenges so be ready and uh remember this bodybuilding